Jerman. Funny guy. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I try to do that thing where you're like, you know, five, four, and then I yeah. shut up to let you know, like, hey, I'm about to unmute us. Yeah. And, uh, and so as soon as I unmuted you when I was doing the silent count, uh, you were like, funny guy. Yeah, funny guy. Yeah. Funny guy. Well, you got to do the, you had to do the actual thing, you know, where you go, you go three. And then you go, you bring it in with the point. Well, so you can't like, see me when I'm doing that because we're doing the logo. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's good, man. So what do we 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 need to kind of bum rush the duo log, dude? We, we can't fool around to today. Chop chop. Yeah, we're all just sitting here. <laughs> like, like yeah, man. So what's up? You know, DD Mao. Yeah. What part of DD Mao do you not understand? Yeah. All right, let me get the right. shot taken care of because otherwise, uh, let's <laughs> let's knock everything out real real fast. So it's um, yeah, just just done it. Go 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 go. Because we have topic today is like and i'm excited i'm like pumped today like i even did my own my own research and like i didn't fool around i didn't blow it off or anything <laughs> yeah. so uh, so what do we got to do uh well, take we your shot. shot we got should we do some, some like duo log like we have a little bit of leeway i think do we have time do we have time Maybe to like, chat you sure we'll just if it starts getting lame we'll cut each other off we're like, okay, not funny anymore. Let's, okay. let's move. I don't have anything funny this week that can't be put off until next week. I had I had one thing that I wanted to talk about, and I'll see if I can just throw it in real quick. It's a funny thing that you can do to people on, um, and it's also mm -hmm. important. It's something important that we need to do uh, on social media. If someone talks about something on social media and you interject and you say, Oh, that sounds like something I wouldn't be interested in, right? Like you see sometimes people will comment on stuff that they're obviously not interested in. And and then you wonder why they do that. But I think there's there's like a reason behind that and I think we need to capitalize on it because sometimes you see something Definitely. and if if the only people that are talking about it uh, are are saying kind things about it, then people are going to be like, "Oh, this had a 100% positive reception." But if you don't get on there and voice your opposition, uh, then you know people are going to be like, "Oh wow, Black Lives Matter is important," uh, because all you see is the positive comments on it. So yeah. I started doing this thing um, where I'll say, you know, "Oh, this it'll just be," and it's not even anything clever. It's just, "Oh, this is something that doesn't that that I'm not interested in," and then people will get all upset about it. They'll be like, well, "Why did you comment on it?" You know, and it's 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 something that I encourage everybody to do. So like uh, the black. For instance, this is when I did it. Uh, the Black Music Walk of Fame. I, I posted on the Facebook saying, oh, this is just something I'm not interested in. And I got a lot of backlash on it. And it kind of goes into the it goes into the just same idea. <laughs> yeah, you just say, oh, this is just something that I'm not interested in. And then they're like, well, why did you go out of your way to say something about it? And then the same thing is true because we see it happening. We just don't see it the same way with the cancel culture, right? Like people mm -hmm. will go after these TV programs that they don't watch, uh, right. or like news, quote unquote news, like Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity. Like they're not news programs; they're very opinionated uh, shows for them to go on their soapbox, kind of like what this is, basically. Yeah. Um, they go on and 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 people will like go after them. But you know the best way to avoid uh, 
having to experience toxic programs like Tucker or Sean Hannity or Rachel Maddow, it's just to not watch them, right? Yeah. And to like tell your friends, hey, you shouldn't watch that because it's garbage. Um, but instead, they go out there and they're like, we need to cancel this show. But the easiest way to cancel something in your own mind, right, is to just not watch it. Don't go out of your way to watch it. It's not like Tucker Carlson is being broadcast into your living room forcefully. So maybe just don't turn to Fox if you don't want to watch Tucker Carlson. Certainly not at during whatever time block he's on. I don't watch him. So, uh, But if, if you don't want to watch a show, just don't watch it. Instead of going yeah. after them and actively, that's uh, a that's a great them. piece of like the most simplest advice to anything, like really anything. Like if you don't like something, you don't have to stick around. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like the whole thing people complaining about when if Donald Trump becomes president, I'm moving, and then they don't move. It's like well, you're just a uh, like a liar, really. Like you're just a liar. <laughs> all there's to it. You said you were gonna move. Like that's what I think we should have done when that happened. Is we should have got on like all the message boards and started calling people out like you said you were going to move you're a liar dude like now i'm calling you out like here's What's your... your address because i'm yeah gonna help I'm gonna... You move. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then they didn't you know uh Damn. i had something and i, I want to get into the topic real quick sure, like sure. fast but i had Please. something that kind of kind of cool that i wanted to info to give out to people i i like to do doordash as i've learned from the uh from the our fun discord that some other people in our group like to do doordash too well i found out this method to like constantly get free meals and like um like compens like comped basically and so i want to impart that to our audience so basically what you do when you order doordash you get your food right and as soon as you get your food from the delivery guy and like no matter what like immediately go to the help section of your order after it says completed and then look for all the reasons that your order was not to your satisfaction, which always, almost, almost always, it's at least cold, right? So if you put cold, like my food arrived cold, right? Because it took them however long and it's probably not gonna get their perfect warmth. They will refund you like $3 right away off your meal just for that, right? So the more you add on these little things that are wrong with your order, eventually they start just giving you free meals or they go, we'll compensate your next meal uh, for the full price your order i've even gotten two meals like from doing this like okay i did this one and now this is like you don't have to do this one but i like to do it because it's you know my style or whatever the food like will say completed like right away but i my food won't be at my doorstep right like it's not there like they didn't deliver it but it says completed in the app so immediately i go in and put that the food wasn't delivered and i go oh somebody else got my order because this didn't arrive, right? It's not here, but it says completed, so somebody else must have got it. So right away, my food gets reimbursed, but it usually turns out the guy just can't find the place and he accidentally pressed completed too early. So within minutes, I usually actually get my order and then still get a free order. See, see what I'm saying here? So always like, all I'm saying is when you get on this DoorDash app, which is like a huge monopoly right now because of the fucking pandemic, right? Because of the pandemic, you're ordering food in more. You're going, well, I'm quarantined, so I'll just order food, right? And it's a huge booming thing. So, and I urge you as me standing on my fucking soapbox, I urge you 
to always complain when you don't get what you want from them and always complain if the service is bad. Like if, the, if that door dasher has to call you six times to ask you what apartment you're in and you go, dude, it's fucking written in the special instructions. If you just scroll up, you can see it. And then they go, oh, I didn't know. I didn't look. And then, you know, they get there and your food's cold or whatever. Always complain about them. Always like make your voice heard when it comes to your food because you're paying for it, right? You're paying for a service and you should get exactly what you're paying for every time. And if they don't do it exactly how you are paying them, then you shouldn't be like, first of all, required to tip them because that's a requirement on most of these apps is like, you can't even place your order without like pressing a predetermined tip button. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here's my order, 20 bucks, also a $3 tip. And then you can submit the order. Like it doesn't even let you not tip unless you How do, do you like know if the service on... is going to be to your your standard. Exactly, exactly. That's my point exactly. So if that's the case, then you should always be doing what I'm doing, boning DoorDash as you can, because um, they owe it to you. you know? Does it give you an option to leave? Well, yeah, obviously, if it leave if it allows you to leave directions, uh, just put zero for the tip and then say we'll tip cash at the door. Um, no, and... you have to at least put 0 0.01 cents oh really or point yeah at least put one cent yeah or it won't some of them won't like i know postmates won't i know doornash won't like you have to put an amount well that's a shame can you put negative just to start no, out with that would be awesome <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> every time you're paying for my meal yeah oh, I've, put, I've put some things though i've i've like mentioned to like fire people like fire this driver and I, I, I like if I really hated the guy, I'll put like there was a COVID nineteen issue. <laughs> I'll be like were... he wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're like the worst kind of person that. Well, that's I, you're like I'll... the reason why I would never get into delivery, right? Um, because <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. there would be people like you out there, uh, especially the fact that I, since I know you, right, um, and I know you're not the only one out there who's capitalizing yeah. on this. But th that makes me wonder though, if, if there's anybody who's used who's been a DoorDasher, uh, I believe is what they're called, or a DoorDash. They're the unsung heroes of the pandemic, right? Um, the DoorDash warriors. Uh, if you've been one of those, can you, like, maybe in the chat elaborate on whether or not V's method of boning DoorDash affects the, the, yeah. the driver? Not that I necessarily care about every single person who's delivering food, because I got into it one time with somebody because they said um, a pizza delivery man and I said, whoa, whoa, let me stop you right there. It's pizza delivery boy. And I'll tell you why. This is not a job for a man. Men yeah, no. don't deliver pizzas. So this is a job for boys, right? If you're 16, just got your license, uh, you're able to get out there, you want to make some gas money, or maybe you're, you're, you're just killing time after school, whatever. This is for, for delivery boys. That's why for ages, for millennia, it was, it was called delivery boy. Um, yeah. because grown men develop some kind of skill and then they go on and do that skill and contribute to society right. in that way while leaving those jobs open for the unskilled workers. Uh, and so it's yeah. become... The only to, job is to hand something to right. someone. They That's don't the even only cook job. it. They don't even cook the food. So you can't even yeah. be like, oh, I'm a culinary specialist. No, you're not. You're a delivery <laughs> specialist, which means yeah. you're a driver, maybe? And, and and it's not like you're driving across state lines hauling uh you know hauling cargo in an 18 wheeler you're driving your little uh Ford Fiesta around or your little your little uh 
yeah. what's that gay car your little prius or whatever with your yeah. biden harris sticker and you're driving that around and delivering uh, little baggies of soggy food um that's a, that's a child's job. It's a sixteen-year-old kid's job. I love job. that you made every delivery driver a Democratic supporter. Well, <laughs> I've, I, if, they, if you have a Prius, you have a Biden-Harris sticker. That's just goes I've hand. Never met a Republican <laughs> who owns a Prius. Um, it's uh, well, some, we have somebody in the chat, Southern Spumoni. Uh, I did Postmates for a bit, and it's an easy way to make some decent change. But most people don't tip well, so it all just depends. So, and, and as I understand it, in the food service industry, largely your compensation is uh, tip-based. So, I mean, they can pay below minimum wage in the food service industry because you rely on tips. So if you have a waiter or a waitress, um, they, they heavily rely on your tips. And it's not even just them who gets the tips. They have to, like, pool it together. So oftentimes now you'll see um, the taxation is theft thing where people will mark zero for the tip and they'll write taxation is theft and then they'll leave cash on the table with a note saying, this is for you, put it in your pocket, don't report it, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Which I think is awesome. I think that's, I think that's yeah. a great idea. You know what? Uh, fuck them. That's what I say. Fuck them. Fuck those fools and fuck anybody. Fuck all of them, you know, in their stupid asses. How about Didn't that? Didn't I send you that picture the other day? <laughs> I feel about that. Yeah. I feel fine uh, with, with that. Um, <laughs> that's why I sent you that picture the other day. Yeah. With uh, Jay. And I don't even remember what the context was for it, but I remember I was like extremely frustrated with whoever I was bitching about. Um, but let's let's get on with the show. Yeah. No, good call. Good call. Because we, I know we're we're going to be cutting it close. I don't know how many people in the chat. If you know what today's episode is about in the chat go ahead and say it now see if you can beat us to it uh except for mike mike's not allowed to say it or sharon i assume sharon knows um i haven't told her oh, i don't think i told her fantastic. yeah I, I kept it from her she doesn't know well uh let's let's say hi to everybody in the chat so hi chris rose first in the chat jay coop mike in manitoba king cracker uh sharon jurassic weeb southern spumoni and then uh, megabit actually got here just in the nick of time um before we actually started uh, v, I know you you said you wanted to do the reveal of what we were talking about today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Do you mind? No, please. Go ahead. Okay. So after our three-part uh, three series of The M-Files, we're finally coming to the culmination of the series and doing our final episode of The M-Files, which we're all excited, yay, because we can get on to other, other stuff and whatnot. But the cool part about it is it's one of the conspiracies that I've been kind of interested in for a long time, and everybody kind of knows about and so uh, when Tom told me about it and I was like, wow, dude, this is great, man. I can't wait to do all the research about it. Um, pretty, pretty exciting. I'm glad that we're finally getting to do it today after taking two weeks off or whatever. But um, basically today we're going to be talking about the, the, the biggest conspiracy of all, at least in the U.S., the biggest U.S. conspiracy of all. And that's whether or not JFK was banging Marilyn Monroe. And I already know the answer. So I can we can actually cut this episode short. Um, we can actually be done right now. Uh, the answer <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, JFK was um, he was a known philanderer, right? That's the word. He was known. Yeah, yeah, he was a philanderer to plow all sorts of trim. And yeah. Marilyn Monroe was. Um, I actually I, I read 
I know you did some research, and then uh, I my research consisted of you know finding all the basic uh, conspiracies and shit surrounding this, and then and then putting them together, but like kind of in a general way. And then we each kind of went our different directions on how we were going to research. I don't know if you want to tell them how you did, but for me, I read Bill O'Reilly's um, book called "Killing Kennedy: An End of Camelot," and. Yeah. Uh, which was very biased, I'll admit, because... It's funny because you haven't clarified yet that that's not really what we're talking about. So people in the chat are still like, they're like, what? Well, yeah, that's well, we're, we're going to talk J. about... His murder is what we're actually talking about tonight, not whether or not he banged <laughs> It was, I mean, it was, that's what happened, but... Yeah, no, we did some research, right? Like you did, you did a couple of books. You said the Bill O'Reilly, and what else? Uh, no, I was going to say that the Bill O'Reilly book is a bit biased because Bill O'Reilly is actually related to the Kennedys, uh, so he didn't go too deep into the. He was kind of like, let's get rid of all this conspiracy nonsense. We're just going to present the facts and what what was known. And it was like it's kind of depressing towards the end of it when I realized I'm like, oh, you're just going to tell us about uh, that fucking. Um, What's his What's his nuts? Uh, uh, Lee, Lee Harvey Osmond, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I actually had a thing prepared for that, so re, re, you, you know what? I won't even talk about it yet. But, um, uh, but yeah, Bill O'Reilly, his book. Don't bother with it because I mean it's very thorough in the presidency of JFK, and it kind of talks about the stuff leading up to it. But in the end, he's like, "Oh, it was Lee Harvey Oswald who did it, and he acted alone." Um, yeah, it was very disappointing. You know, and I like Bill O'Reilly's books, Killing This Guy and That Guy. He does. He has a series of uh, Killing Lincoln, Killing Kennedy, Killing Jesus, uh, Killing the SS, Killing the Rising Sun, Killing England. Um, they're all, I mean, they're all pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're very informative. Uh, and he tells them kind of uh, narratively, just like, hey, this is how it played out. Um, and, and in some cases, like the Jesus one... He goes into greater detail about the stuff that you don't hear about normally. Like I didn't, I just never put two and two together and realized that Cleopatra and um, you know Julius Caesar and them having an affair was going on at the same time that Jesus was wandering around. Like that all happened at the exact same time. So uh, he goes into great detail about that sort of stuff, which is kind of cool. But uh, this one was very disappointing, and I had to go elsewhere for my conspiracy fix. And I know you got a lot of that from your source that you. Your sources that you I consulted. did. You would not believe like the amount of information that I got. And here's what I did. And I made a joke about this earlier, but I have to make it again. Is I pulled that maneuver that you do in high school when you get a book report and you go, "Hey, there's a movie about this. I'll just watch the movie." <laughs> and so I watched JFK, the three-hour movie with Kevin Costner, where he plays Jim uh, Jim Garrison, the DA that was in charge of prosecuting um, a bunch of people involved in the conspiracy surrounding um, John F. Kennedy's murder. And it was fucking great, dude. Like, watch this movie. If you if you are a conspiracy nut or you just enjoy the thought of it, watch this movie because, first of all, it's got a ton of great – right, Oliver Stone directed. So you already know it's going to be good. A ton of great actors. Kevin Costner, Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland, Joe Pesci, fucking Wayne Knight, fucking Newman from Seinfeld is in it. Um, like, a bunch of – like, people I can't even think off to name right now that I was like, what? He's in this? What? He's in this? The whole movie I'm doing that. Three hours, right? And uh, what's what was interesting to me about the movie is I thought I was totally going to be able to blow this off by just watching the movie. 
But going through the movie, I was learning things that I was going, huh, well, let me look that up on Wikipedia. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I've got all these tabs open of Wikipedia pages that I'm going, holy shit, like that dude with the with the wall of fucking connecting dots, right? I'm going, all this stuff is fucking connected. And they bring it up. And so watch that movie if you get a chance. If you have like a three-hour block of free time, <laughs> watch that movie because it's, it's pretty good. It's interesting to say the least. That's why I was but, picking yeah, on you in the got conducted. Sorry, yeah. what were you saying? That's why I was picking on you about how you became the conspiracy theorist. Like this one, I already knew that there was some shenanigans, and I kind of already had. I went into this very biased uh, because I already knew who killed Kennedy, and I knew the motive behind it, and I knew all that stuff. Um, but I had to learn all the other stuff because I had already developed my opinion based on some things that I had seen over the years. Um, but then I had to go learn about, you know, the Bay of the, Pig, the, Bay of Pigs, the um, uh, some of the angles, some of the other players that were involved, uh, some of the relationships that he had and, and some of the stuff that was going on that wasn't even related to him, really, uh, that, that could have ultimately resulted in him dying. And we're going to kind of try to talk about a lot of those because I know I got some of them and I know you have some of them that may, that don't cross. So we're going to hopefully be right. able to jam out a bunch of these. Um so let's start out with oh i have to do the shot because mike was already yelling at me about doing oh that. yeah so oh, oh. to um i guess we could start with and this will be one of the first no you know what we'll do the shot to celebrate uh whoever your preferred combatant is in the current escalation of violence in the middle east so i'm not saying <laughs> to the jews in israel and i'm not saying to the arabs in palestine I'm not saying who we're cheersing to. I'm saying to whoever is your, and you don't say it either in the chat, please. Let's keep this, let's keep this uh, friendly and keep this hate free for right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'll come up later as I get drunker and drunker, but um, to whoever your preferred combatant is in the current escalation of violence in the Middle East. So delicious. Good All one. Right. Moving on. That was a tall one. I had to do the tall one because of the, freaking mason jar that i have to pour it out of mm -hmm. um i do want to talk about who are the um let's try to not talk about who we think it is and let's not give anything yeah, away yeah, yeah. right up front. I got but let's talk about potential uh people who had a motive to kill jfk like who were the the, the yeah. major guys and i'm going to start it off with lbj LBJ is one is the one that I normally uh, default to. He's the guy who had a motive, and obviously his motive was the presidency, and among other things that we'll talk about later. But yeah. just off the top or you know surface level stuff, LBJ the presidency. Who's yours? Who's uh, I'm yours? going with. Well, here's what I think. Okay, I think the Cubans had a lot to do with it because. First of all, Fidel Castro, with his many failed assassination attempts, probably at some point finally just wanted revenge. You know what I mean? So I think Cubans were definitely involved somehow. Okay. That's a good yeah. one. I yeah. think also another one, and this is one that is often forgotten, uh, Jackie O, because of all the... He, she she knew about the, in, you know, the infidelity and the adultery. She knew about it all, and she... Uh, there were she went to her psychiatrist and her psychologist and whoever her counselor, and talked about how she, upset she was by uh, 
you know, her husband running around with all these other women. And uh, I, I think that women do crazy things, right? Uh, there's no denying that. And I think that that would be motive enough to perhaps kill her husband, especially in that setting where, you know, what are the benefits of, of your husband dying as the most powerful man in the world? It's got to be pretty good, right? So Jackie O is mine. It's another one of mine. Really? The, the president's wife. Well, let's not rule out the mafia either. Like, with all the stuff going on with the Teamsters and Jimmy Hoffa and, like, people trying to get, like, work for stuff like he was a big problem for them and and his brother too bob kennedy who was basically fighting the mafia on all fronts so you have like all these different like let's be honest like we're looking at all these different people now and we're going there was more than one person albeit the president uh the vice president at the time um that had a motive to get rid of john f kennedy so there's like yeah there's there was a few people that's what makes it a conspiracy, right? Is at this point you go, well, well, did you think of anybody that would have wanted to have him killed? Well, there's a few people that didn't care for his, uh, you know, his manner of banging Marilyn Monroe and screwing the Teamsters and, you know, so there's, uh, yeah. Can you imagine Great. being the detective assigned to that case? Who's like, who, who has to try to solve this? And he's like, is there anyone who perhaps had a motive to kill, uh, uh, John, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, and everyone's like, "Oh, is there anyone?" I mean, we could put on put together a list easier of people who didn't want him dead, you know. And and everybody wanted him dead. It seemed like poor guy. Uh, and mm -hmm. I would say to to kind of go with what you were talking about the mafia. Uh, Frank Sinatra is another example because he was buds with um, JFK. But uh, as and, and as a matter of fact, um, the mafia won him the election through uh, their connections in Illinois. They stole the vote in, in Illinois. And Frank Sinatra started getting buddy-buddy with the mafia, and JFK wanted to kind of distance himself from the mafia. So he had to distance himself, too, from, from Frank Sinatra. And I think uh, a celebrity of Frank Sinatra's um, level of celebrity at that time I think that could uh, be detrimental to his image and, and that sort of thing with those connections. I think that very well could have been uh, an example of a motive and potential uh, player in the, in the game that is killing JFK. <laughs> it's interesting what you're bringing up too about like celebrities and stuff, because I, I like to make the comparison now between this, the killing of JFK um, with the stealing of the election last year. And like, it's interesting to just look at how the media handles it. And like, when you talk about celebrities and you go, well, they're not really involved in it, but they're making their say it or whatever, but you can't really prove that. You can't go, oh, Robert De Niro is on the payroll from the communist party. So all he has to do is get up and say a few things at the Oscars and boom, we have a new president, right? It doesn't work like that. Or at least we assume it doesn't, right? But then when you know that now, right? Like we look at it now in our day and age, 2021, and we're going, well, the celebrities and the fucking media had a huge impact on the election. And then you go, we know that now. That's a tactic. That's a fucking military tactic. And then you go back to the fucking 60s, right? And you go, hmm, weird how the media like lied on a bunch of this stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like back then they're going, no, the media wouldn't lie to us, you know? Like, but now we're living in 2021 going, well, that's kind of fucking weird, you know? <laughs> Kind of fucking weird that that would happen, you know? 
the media and yeah for us to know excuse me to know that the media was corrupt back then and this is the same people who say those who do not learn from the past are condemned to repeat it or whatever nonsense those same people are the ones that are like no 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 not that past you're not supposed to learn from that example like we're just talking about the examples in history that we have somehow like done these mental gymnastics to associate you two uh and and you're supposed to just worry about those but not the stuff that affects us and makes our arguments look stupid and uh those are the same people who are like those who are condemned those who don't study the past are condemned to repeat it and then you're like well the media is corrupt it was corrupt then we know that we know we know it's corrupt now but you're not willing to look back even at the times, the stuff that we have legitimate, definitive understanding and proof that uh, the government, that the media, that all these people were corrupt and we have the evidence. You're not willing to look at that and say, well, if it was true then, what are the odds that it's true now? Or like maybe we should kind of take that into consideration. These people are like, no, no, they've learned their lesson. You know, they're, they're different people now. Yeah, right. Um, Mike yeah. said it. Mike said he solved it, so we can actually call it a day. He said it was the Clintons that killed Kennedy. <laughs> what's What's funny though is is Hillary did kill one of the Clintons in order to get his seat in the Senate. Uh, that I think we'll talk about that later. I think that does come up, Mike. So I'm glad you reminded me. I had totally forgotten about the connection between the Clintons and the Kennedys in that regard. Uh, I do have it written down though, so I think we'll we'll talk about it uh, a little bit. So. What um, so, are there any other players? Uh, well, I was just gonna say, do we have a format, or are we gonna kind of jump around, or how do we want to oh. go about doing this? Because there are some things that we're gonna have. Like somebody already even asked, like if the Cubans had a means, and I'm like ready to fire off. Like here's how the Cubans could have been involved. I think it's but important. I don't jump ahead. I think it's important that we do talk a little bit about JFK's presidency. Uh, in order to kind of shape what we talk about later and to understand, because I, frankly, I didn't know much about the Cubans involvement in, uh, or how they could have been tied to this leading or coming into this episode. So, uh, if you do want to talk about it and I'll just kind of add to, uh, because I learned a great deal about JFK's presidency, uh, today when I read that book, but if you want to, if you want to tackle it and then I'll just fill in some gaps. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, here's what I know based on the movie that I watched. Based on JFK, <laughs> the movie <laughs> that I watched with Kevin Costner, starring Kevin Costner, um, uh, basically there was this guy, uh, his name was, let me do my, uh, pull up my Wikipedia so I can pretend that I know what I'm talking about, uh, Clay Shaw, otherwise known as Clay Bertrand, an alias, right? Okay, so this guy was this homo. He was like a gay guy, like an actual gay guy, and he was banging this other dude, David Ferrey, who oh, apparently awful. Who, who? Yeah, <laughs> they were banging each other, right? And that was played by Joe Pesci, and then this other man whore that was played by Kevin Bacon. So there was some gay sex going on with these guys. Well, it turns out David Ferrey and uh, Clay Shaw, I want to say Sebastian Shaw, like the guy from the X-Men <laughs> that Kevin Bacon played. Holy shit, six degrees to fucking Kevin Bacon just happened with a movie that Kevin Bacon was in. That's fucking mind-blowing it right there. It was Kevin Bacon to Kevin Bacon. 
It was Kevin Bacon. Okay, so so Clay Shaw and David Ferre, turns out these guys were fucking ex-spooks, or you don't really say ex-spook because once you're a spook, you're always a fucking spook, right? Yeah. And so these guys were spooks who did not like Kennedy. They were fucking totally against him. They thought he was a communist, right? And so these guys had connections with people in Cuba because they were involved in Operation Mongoose, which was a fucking failure of a fucking assassination attempt on uh, your boy uh, fucking, what's his name? Fidel. What's Fidel Castro. Right. Well, you know, Justin oh. Trudeau's dad. Just, Justin Trudeau. You knew that, that, right? Oh, I can't be true. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, it is true. Look at Fidel Castro's pictures when he was uh, Trudeau's age and just compare them side by side. They're identical. They look exactly like. And uh, really? Trudeau's, Trudeau doesn't know who his dad is. Um, or he says he doesn't, right? Or he, like, he denies that it's Castro. But uh, Trudeau's mom actually used to go down to Cuba when Trudeau was like the time he was conceived around that time you can trace her back to Cuba at that time and uh, on top of that there are pictures of Fidel Castro holding Justin Trudeau so like (laughs) no you could sit here and you could you could say no that's you know that's just a coincidence that she happened to be down there okay Uh, well it's probably just a coincidence that she was down there around the time he was conceived too well, it's also, you know, if she was down there when he was conceived, she probably stayed a little while, and then, oh, by the way, she gave birth to him, and then Fidel just kind of, like, knew her and was holding her baby. Uh, but then you look at the pictures, and you're like, oh, that's his kid. That's 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 Fidel Castro's kid. There's no denying that. And Mike will back me up, I guarantee it, in the chat. Mike, tell me I, tell, tell me that Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's kid. I have kid. to see uh, Justin Trudeau with a beard to be able to determine whether or not he is the son of Fidel Castro because the beard tells all. If he has a beard like Fidel Castro, then there's no denying it. Well, how did you we get what? so off topic? Because oh, yeah. you, you accused me of uh, being in cahoots with Fidel Castro. <laughs> yeah, the Cubans, the Cubans. So there's this stuff going on with the Cubans and these two ex-CIA spooks, or who knows if they were ex-CIA or actually working for the CIA, they get involved with these group of radicals that are fucking on American soil. Like not, well, actually literally fucking too, because they're gay, they were all homos. And so like, these guys concoct this plan to kill fucking Kennedy. And it's like, dude, Lee Harvey Oswald knew these dudes and fucking, uh, they were all like spooks. Even Lee Harvey Oswald, like we all know, he ended up being a fucking spook, right? Yeah. Not a very smart spook, We're not getting, but... we're, we're not there yet, I don't think. But... Yeah. Uh. But that's where I'm at. Fucking, uh, that's where I, I'm telling you that Cuba was definitely a possibility to be involved because of everything going on at the time. We had already made multiple uh, attempts on fucking Fidel Castro's life, and like fucking the whole Cuban shit was going on. So that was enough reason right there for Cubans to be involved. But if you want more, these two look up uh, Clay Clay Shaw and David Ferre. And you can see their their um, involvement with like the Cubans and whatnot. So that's where I stand on the Cubans, whether or not they have good beards. And <laughs> <laughs> how dare you do that? <laughs> well, but you know, it's uh, okay. Yeah. There you go. There's Fidel Castro I, I and it. Justin Trudeau. Yeah. It's. Are you sure that's not his? Just him. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm telling you, right? I'm telling you, that's a huge conspiracy. If you even type in Justin Trudeau into Google, the first thing that's going to pop up is Justin Trudeau, Fidel Castro. Like, <laughs> so many people are aware of it. Here's a picture of Fidel Castro holding his son, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Beautiful baby boy. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I told you. And and, and Mike even can, or even uh, agreed. He said, damn right, yeah. he's Castro. Well, you sold um, me. <laughs> yeah, I think, so the, the Cubans, I mean, they were, they were, they also had the support of the Soviet Union as well. So, I mean, it's right. not like they didn't have the means to to pull off this whole operation. And they even had a guy on the inside. We all know um, Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, he defected after his time in the Marines. He was actually kicked out of the Marines for being a shitbag. Uh, and he, he went to, he defected to Russia. And while he was there, there's not a whole lot of information about him until uh, recently when we had that stuff that released in that big JFK dump that came out. Um, let me see here. I want to make sure I get the right one. Uh, because they they didn't like him either, supposedly, right? The, the Soviets did not care for... Um, what's his nuts? Uh, Lee, Lee, Lee Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, um, Lee Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> that was my thing. I was going to... I have all these funny names of different variations of Lee Harvey Oswald's name. Uh, I have, and let me read them to you. Um, here's his, his real name, Lee Harvey Oswald, lest we forget what his real name is in the mix of all this. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Then I got Lee Harvey Osmond, uh, like the Osmond brothers. Mm -hmm. And then I've got Lee Ozzy Osbourne, Lee Majors Oswald, <laughs> Steve Harvey Oswald, <laughs> Lee Harvey Oblongs. Lee Denim Jacket Dungarees. <laughs> that one I kind of like, I stretched a little bit. That one out there. That's um, good. That's the best one. And then Arlie Ermy Oswald. Arlie, yeah. Uh, yeah, those were all the names that I can't. That one actually popped into my head. I was taking a shower, uh, like Doc Brown. Like, all good ideas come when you're taking a shit or when you're autoerotic asphyxiation. Um, <laughs> and, and you end up coming up with the the flex capacitor. I came up with this this joke about Lee Harvey Oswald having all these funny names instead, and uh, so I had to write them down as soon as I got out of the shower. <laughs> Lee, Lee Dungarees Oswald. <laughs> Lee, Lee Denim Jacket or Lee Denim Dungaroos or Dungarees or oh, is it Dungarees? <laughs> I always forget. I always confuse. Them. I don't know. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are those are all options that you can use if ever you want to tell your family, your friends and family about what you learned on You Had Me at Bigfoot about uh, Lee Denim Jacket, Dungaroos. Um, you can use any of these silly names. Uh, but yeah, they hated him too. And that leads me, uh, we got into an argument the other day with somebody who was talking about how um, the CIA was talking about how great communism was. And their argument was and I'm like okay so the CIA is out here talking about stuff and they're your source of information and they were like well you know what benefit would they have in saying good things about the the, the, the Soviet Union or whatever and I said well I forgot, I didn't realize I had the cursor on your face that whole time um, the uh, but but that was the the whole thing with them was why would they say something that benefited 
the Soviet Union. So now I started to, as I was reading this about how the Soviet Union did not care for Lee Harvey Oswald, and they had nothing but negative things to say about him in this dump that came out. Uh, I realized, I'm like, well, if I was sending somebody to go kill the president, right, I would distance myself as far away from them as I could, if, especially if I wanted it to be like this, you know, a covert operation that did I did not want traced back to me I would distance myself from that person as much as possible so by re releasing this information saying no we think Lee Harvey Oswald is an asshole we think he's an idiot and he doesn't we didn't want him here that's why we kicked him out um, I think that makes a lot of sense too so all the stuff that they use to say well no Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone there wasn't a conspiracy behind it blah blah blah, blah. that's one of their excuses as part of this like CIA intelligence uh, that was shared with the Soviet Union where the Soviet Union said no we hate Lee Harvey Oswald too we think he's an asshole um, so that to me is incredibly unbelievable and when we start talking about Cuba and whether or not they had the means they did they had the full support of the Soviet Union uh, they had the USSR supporting them and that's what they were trying, the, the Soviet Union was actually trying to get a foothold in the Western Hemisphere. So they were utilizing Cuba in order to do that. Uh, so it, that, it all ties together in that way. I mean, Cuba was kind of like their satellite location on the Western Hemisphere. Uh, so to say the Cubans, did they have the means? I think so. I think that would be a reasonable assumption. Um, and I think we can we can move on from there. Uh, what are the the popular theories about just just off the top of your head what's the first thing that comes to your mind when when people talk about uh, JFK assassination who done it well it's always Lee Harvey Oswald right like that's what we know that's what the history books told us right was that so, it was and, and, yeah. and the magic <laughs> bullet <laughs> the magic bullet are we gonna talk about the magic bullet we can that's uh, that supposedly defied the laws of physics <laughs> I'm sure we can get so to that. Fucking dumb, dude. Lee Harvey Oswald. Like when you look at the evidence now, it's so fucking dumb to think that it was just him. Like that's yeah. such an asinine thing. Like it's the point where it's going. Why would they even think this right off the bat? And there look was something this. else. If you just look at him, and tell me, does that look like the face of a competent killer? Mm. Would Hard you say, say that that's a? I would say no. It's just because he looks like a goofball. You know, you've had all these... I know you've had... Uh, you've been in units where there are people who are just... Um, they're just total dickbags. Total idiots. Incompetent panty waste, right? And they look just like Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, scrawny. Skinny as a rail. Goofy looking face. Uh, horrible, terrible ha uh, hairline. Just a garbage human being and he he personifies that in every way he got kicked out of the marine corps which in itself is like one of the hardest things to do because what's the what's what's the easiest job in the military being a private right because all you got to do is just show up in the right uniform I, right I, I i'm inclined to push back on you a little please, bit on please this. do please do like and i'm not trying to defend lee harvey oswald by any means <laughs> like, you're just a lee harvey oswald apologist <laughs> let's take a look at this like let's take a look at the whole thing like from uh unbiased uh like we don't know who he is 
you know, we never heard of Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, he was in the military and then he disappears, right? He, he defects to fucking so the Soviet Union where supposedly, now this is what we hear, another thing that we didn't hear from the Russians, we heard from the CIA, supposedly the Russians didn't like him, but he went there and was able to defect because he supposedly sold government secrets to Russia. That's what was supposedly happening. So if that happened and then he just comes back to the US, that's fucking treason. Yeah, like he should have gone straight to jail. Sure. He yeah, was he being tailed. He was being tailed and that's how they were able to keep it. They were able to keep tabs on him. But like every other instance, you know, you, you look back at history and you're like, man, the, the, the government was incompetent. But like you look at the <laughs> government now and you're like, the government is still incompetent. Like uh, one of the instances is they were tailing uh, Lee Harvey Oswald and they got him in Mexico. This was one of the documents that was released in the Mexican. Um, it was like an FBI office or some kind of like uh, coordinating task force. Uh, he made a phone call to Cuba trying to get back to Russia, get his visa r r fixed up or whatever. And they had all these phone calls. They were watching him and listening to him. There was information, in fact, that after he was captured, Lee Harvey Oswald was captured, uh, that somebody called the FBI and said, hey, I'm a part of this organization and this committee to kill Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, and we're going to do it tomorrow. And, they, and the FBI was like, okay. And they wrote it down and they didn't act. And he got killed by this other fella that we'll talk about later. Yeah. And a spoiler alert, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald was killed two days after he killed yeah. JFK. Yeah. Um, but so like you look back and you're like, man, the government was incompetent. And then you look at stuff today and you see every single mass shooter that we've seen in the last five years, right? We'll just go back five years. Every single mass shooter the FBI has been tracking, right? And the, and they have legitimate and even local law enforcement agencies. They all report it up to the FBI, and the FBI does nothing with it. They they don't so what, follow. Okay, this. I got. I have a question then. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. a question for you. So what? Like, uh, and we'll we'll both go back and forth on this one. What is it that you're implying about Lee Harvey Oswald? Like, I want to know. Like, what what do you think was his his situation in all of this? I know where you're going with it, and if I can if I can steal your thunder, uh, because Megabit kind of already did, um, is that Lee Harvey Oswald was a CIA asset, and I think that there's some truth to that, but I don't think it, he was an asset in the same way that you would consider. Like I wouldn't think if you told me that you were a CIA CIA asset, I would know that it was because of your intelligence and because of your ability to act and do these clandestine operations, and your ability to go under the radar and accomplish certain tasks. I wouldn't think it was because you were a blundering idiot, which is what I think Lee Harvey Oswald was. I think Lee Harvey Oswald was just a useful idiot who, at some point. I don't know when uh, the CIA got a hold of him, much like they do with all these mass shooters that we see now. And they say, you're dumb as fuck. We need you to do this thing for us so we can take the heat off of our guys. Kind of like, you know, they have they sent that guy in to do the Parkland shooting. They sent the guy in to do the the, the one down in Bower County in Florida. Um, they, Sandy Hook, I'm sorry, Sandy Hook and then the, the Parkland shooting. They send these idiots 
in to do these things. And don't tell me that the guy who did the Vegas shooting wasn't at least a little retarded. Because you look at him and you can tell he's retarded. And the way that a guy, people ask, how did he get all these weapons up to his room? Have you ever stopped a retarded person or somebody who was kind of, who looked retarded and said, hey man, what's the matter with you? What are you doing? What are you lugging this big giant bag behind you for? You know, like you would help him. You wouldn't question him like what's in the bag? Probably rocks or Dr. Seuss books or something stupid. And you would help him. You might even be an accomplice in all this. So they they specifically hire people who are marginally retarded to do these things. And I think that's what Lee Harvey Oswald was. I think he was just a useful idiot. I think he was one of the shooters, uh, but I don't think it stops there. I think that much of the conspiracy, or I think that much of the story is true. Lee Harvey Oswald, he probably even thought he was acting alone. Uh, but in reality, there were other people involved who we'll, we'll talk about here shortly. Uh, but I think he was one of the shooters. I think he was a CIA asset, but because he was a blundering idiot and he wouldn't ask questions <laughs> and he probably t- would take pride in it. Like, hey, you're not going to believe this. Uh, the CIA asked me to be uh, to go undercover and do this this undercover mission and shit. Um, and people probably were like very excited for him. Like, oh, wow. It's always nice when like a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid gets to go and do something cool. You're like, oh, good for you. You know, you get to go pretend to be a police officer for a day or whatever, be a soldier. Like those those kids that are dying of cancer or whatever. They let him be a Navy SEAL for a day. Um, like, I think that's what happened with Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, that is my opinion on who Lee Harvey Oswald is. Now, I, I see you shaking your head. So if you're going to push back, do it now. I disagree. I, I disagree wholeheartedly with you because I, I think that it, it's way deeper than we think. I think Lee Harvey Oswald didn't shoot a gun. I don't think he was even like one of the shooters. I think he was an actual spook that got government secrets or even just gave Russia like some bullshit and then came back and was like, I couldn't get anything or was like involved somehow over there and got something and then came back. To the U.S. Because the biggest red flag for me is he came back to the U.S. after supposedly selling government secrets and nothing happened to him. Like they weren't like, oh, this guy's a fucking, you know, he's a fucking defector. Like that's treason. Nothing happened. Dude goes on, brings home his fucking Russian wife, has has kids and shit. I don't know, man. He doesn't. I don't know. I, I mean, I'll say he seems like an abusive person at the least. But I wouldn't mark him as being dumb. And only because of something that was once told to me. You remember Sergeant Major Wallace? Yeah. He made it he made a he made a point to me one time when he was telling this guy this there was this big buff uh private that was bragging to me about something, and Sergeant Major Wallace was standing in the other room and overheard him. He or it was something like, I'm gonna go to fucking sniper school and you'll never get to go to to me, right? And I was like, Well, I don't fucking wanna go, so why do I give a shit, right? <laughs> and Sergeant Major Wallace comes around the corner and goes, Listen here, troop, it's fuck this is how it works. It's never gonna be a guy that looks like you that's the spook coming for fucking blah 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 blah. It's gonna be a guy that looks like him that you don't fucking suspect because he doesn't look like a fucking spook. That's the whole point of being a fucking spook. <laughs> and then he walked off all fucking Sergeant Major like. But that was a good point. Like, it, that's the point of a spook, right? Is you don't go, oh well, this guy looks like a fucking spook. Right? You well, don't yeah. do that. When you want to be invisible, right? It's got to be somebody that blends into the crowd that you wouldn't notice. What, that's the whole point of this. Is the there's a blurred line here, right? Like, 
you can be retarded and look retarded. You can be retarded and not look retarded. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like, what's his name? Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. on Traffic Thunder when he's like, you never go full <laughs> retard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think Lee Harvey Oswald was full retard. I think he looked retarded and he was retarded. And that's why people just kind of, that's why I say they used him as this asset because mm-hmm. he, they could just kind of like sneak him in under the radar. Why else would he go over to Russia and then come back? Like you said, I'm, I'm going to try to use your own logic against you here. Why would they um, allow him to come back after defecting, after supposedly selling these secrets? Why would they allow him to, because they knew he was back. You know, why wouldn't they throw him in cuffs and throw him in, 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 in jail? Instead, they let him go on about his merry way for years after he came back. Um, so I think using him as an asset, and what better way to, um, like you said, to have somebody who looks this, he doesn't look like a spook, he looks like an idiot. He looks like somebody you would just let go by. And then plus, you can brainwash him too. Because again, look at the people, look at the shooters we have now, the, uh, these mass shooters. Like look at the guy from Parkland. Uh, look at the guy uh, Dylan Roof who shot up that chapel down in in, in in whatever state it was but they shot up that black church look at the guy down in Parkland look at the guy in Sandy Hook look at the guy in Vegas they all look retarded and then you like hear them talk and you're like oh that guy is retarded and I think that's who they target is people who are easily manipulated and people who will look stupid and so when you because when you see a retarded person you're not immediately suspicious you kind of let them go about their bits. I, I, I guarantee you've probably just in your day-to-day operations, like the stuff that you do day-to-day, you probably see 10 to 15 retarded people, but you don't even realize it because they just, your brain ignores them. Kind of like, all right, all right. I'll concede, I'll concede uh, your attack on poor Lee Harvey Oswald's character. <laughs> or not even his character, just his, his physical mental. ailment. I'll concede that he may or may not have been a retarded person. But I believe, I believe that he did not take any of those shots. And, and really? Megabit Banshee makes a good point because he, he would have had to fire three shots in under six seconds with a bolt action rifle. Like even like they had run tests that like even the best marksmen couldn't do. And like oh. the shot was impossible. So I'm not a phenomenal shot. I do pride myself in my ability to shoot. And especially, and you know, I shoot bolt action because I have my mm-hmm. 308 that I, I love to shoot. And I actually have a 6.5 Creedmoor, the same caliber as the gun that he was using, but certainly not the same gun. His was an Italian style. Mine was, mine is American. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, by American, right? Yeah. Uh, but it is possible to do three shots uh, in in under six seconds in it with a bolt action rifle. But all right, and I tried. I've tried this on multiple occasions, and I get the same result that Lee Harvey Oswald got. I land one headshot and I land one body shot, and the other one is just off somewhere because I'll go for the head, and then I'll go for the head again, and I'll get a body shot, and then the third one is usually just off to the side because I'm just pumping them out real quick you can do it it's difficult and i never ever hit the target three times as many Mm -hmm. times as i've tried i've done it several times i've never hit the target all three times certainly not headshots all three times uh so it can be done 
to the same level of accuracy that Lee Harvey Oswald supposedly did. Now, I'm not saying that he was the one who landed both the shots, because even leading up to the events of the JFK assassination, he tried to shoot somebody with no pressure, and he only knocked, he only did one shot and then ditched the gun, and he missed. So it's entirely possible that he missed every shot. Uh, but I, I will say that to dismiss the three shots in under six seconds, that is an argument I can't get behind because I've done it. Uh, I've landed at least one shot every time. Um, especially on the first shot. The first shot, you sh you're pretty much guaranteed to get a headshot because they're, they were moving at a slow pace and moving away from him. So it's not like they, he had to even move the gun at all. He could have just sat there and followed the head slightly. And I, totally possible. That's my only that's my only dispute about that argument. Uh, but I will say it's I, I I wouldn't say that somebody could land three headshots in under six seconds on a bolt action Italian rifle. Um, that's my argument about that. But Lee Harvey Oswald, I don't think. Like I said, I don't. Th I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that I don't think he was the only shooter. And that's my opinion on that matter. Who who else? Um, is the uh who else do we need to talk about well the other side well you know my and i don't know i don't know i guess i don't know what you know but my my whole information comes from watching jfk the movie and they they make the point that there were three shooters and in a triangular position where lee harvey oswald was in the westernmost point of the triangle and then the grassy knoll being the most eastern point or vice versa Anyways, another shot coming from the Eastern Point, which they claimed was six shots total from all directions. And they broke down <laughs> the scene of JFK, which is probably the best scene in the movie when they show JFK's ex exploding, like the real scene of JFK's head exploding, like going down because he gets shot in the neck and then his head fucking exploding. They show it, man, on this movie, you get to see it. But it's crazy because even if you just understand physics, that's not the direction that the bullet came from that killed him. It was from the grassy knoll area, so where it would have been straight on. They even show like the trajectory from the rifle, how the direction and the physics of it. So there's no way to dispute that, in my opinion. So okay, the only it, way, go ahead. No, I, I'm I'm ag I'm agreeing with you. My opinion, and I'm going to give up some of my opinion. I'm not going to give you up who who did who done it. Uh, but I will say one of the, the shots came from the grassy knoll. I don't deny that for a second. At least one of the shots. Um, I do think that the shooter, if I had to um, if I had to say who I think killed JFK and who was behind the whole thing, I would say that somebody who was close to whoever initiated and sanctioned the whole thing that person was on the grassy knoll. They were the ace in the hole, um, the one that was expected to actually deliver the kill shot. I think the grassy knoll is critical, and that was the next one that I was going to talk about. So, uh, if you want to talk a little bit about the grassy knoll, please, please do. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that we're moving on to that too, because based on what I know from that movie, <laughs> from the movie, <laughs> there's a, it's a triangular point, and the way that they broke it down was it was like a tactical maneuver where the moment he entered the triangle, anyone from these three different points would be able to take him out, ensuring 100% kill, basically, or close to 100% kill, because any one of them could hit him once he could. Because when there's this point when he turns the corner um, on that street, I forget what the name of the street is. Um, do you know what the name of the street is that he's, I, he died on? I don't. I 
saw it a hundred times and I so, just, I just face I, I don't know it was a it was a hard left turn that he had to make yeah a hard to... left that turns well before that he was right in the direction of Lee Har- where Lee Harvey Oswald quote unquote supposedly was so the shot would have been easier to take because he was coming straight on but they made it yeah that's perfect that's Elm the Street thing comes around that street Elm Street and see where Oswald was at when he had been coming down Houston he would have been able to hit him perfectly. So somewhere in the county records was another shooter, and then the grassy knoll had a shooter too. So now you have this triangle between the records, the TSBD, and the grassy knoll that makes a perfect triangle where he gets shot in the center of is the kill zone. Literally where any of these three shooters could have fucking got him. Here you can see the uh, triangular thing that you're talking about you can see this yellow one coming up the purple building is the the school book depository where lee harvey oswald was and you can see these three red fire red shots that he makes from that window it also points out that he could have taken a shot up that main or up that street uh i forget the name of it houston um he could have taken that shot up houston and hit it there he could and there's also the records building that you were talking about could have hit in that kill zone and then over to the left where the grassy knoll is you see another yellow line coming in uh showing another shot that could that i think is the the fella on the grassy knoll whoever it was which will yeah whoever um but yeah that's uh that's i think the triangle that you're talking about right there am i correct yeah that's right yeah from the from these two buildings the purple and the white one and then the grassy knoll makes the triangle to where the exact like it's really interesting like i'm not a fan of math or physics in this aspect but when you see it in in its use in this aspect it's kind of like mind-blowing like holy shit there's no way that that wouldn't have worked you know what i mean like if there was an uh, a plan to assassinate the president this was like the perfect maneuver and i i think it's interesting to add it's something they mentioned on the movie was that in 200 years they hadn't had an assassination attempt on the president with a rifle yeah. because it's hard because it's hard to do. It's not, you yeah, know, especially... you can't get close. You have to yeah. do it from, there have to be certain accommodations. This was a very well, and who does planning better than, you know, a government agency? I mean, they're terrible at execution generally, but planning, yeah. that's what they do. Right. Um, right. But yeah, you can see here, a lot of people don't know what the grassy knoll was. This is it. Um, you know, you've got this fenced-in area, and um, I can actually show you another. Here's another angle. You see where all this business is in the road. That's where his car was, and you can see the corner of that fenced area, the grassy knoll there. And uh, here's another closer image of the grassy knoll. So when people talk about the grassy knoll, it's not some kind of fancy, elaborate thing. It was a guy behind a fence or behind the tree uh, who just took a shot and was able to disappear and it off into the distance. And probably if he was behind the fence, nobody would have seen him, especially if they were hearing shots coming from up in the book suppository building. Uh, right. book, book suppository, depository building. Um, <laughs> that's the good one. The uh, but yeah, that's um, that that's where personally I think the the professional shooter came from the grassy knoll, and uh, 
we'll talk later, like I said, who I think it was on the grass. Because I know who it was who shot him from the grassy knoll. I know exactly who it was. I don't just necessarily know the organization or the group. I know who it was. Um, and there's enough evidence to prove it. Uh, but nobody wants to talk about that. And um, you guys aren't ready for that conversation yet. Uh, <laughs> but that's um, the grassy knoll. I can talk briefly. I, I do want to say real quick about the uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. For people who wonder what um, what evidence there was even for Lee Harvey Oswald, how they were able to charge him uh, with killing the president. Uh, he was so JFK was struck by two rifle shots fired from behind him the shots that struck JFK were fired from the 6th floor window of the southeast corner of the Texas School Book Depository building Lee Harvey Oswald owned the rifle that was used to fire the shots Lee Harvey Oswald shortly before the assassination had access to to and was present on the 6th floor of the book school depository building it's where he worked uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's actions leading up to the event support the conclusion that he assassinated JFK. And this is all based off of, in order for them to make these determinations, it was based off of medical evidence, reaction times and alignment, neutron activation analysis, photographic evidence and acoustic evidence, and blur analysis. Uh, these are all things that have been studied and restudied and restudied <laughs> uh, at least three times throughout history with major... Uh, investigative teams trying to determine to make sure that that was the absolute definitive truth um, they've done this several times throughout history at least three over the last 50 years and every single time uh, they've they've either pinned it on uh, Lee Harvey Oswald or one time they actually said well it might not have been now that we're looking at it again. <laughs> and then they came back later and said no 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 it was it, it, it was Lee Harvey Oswald uh, which I think is kind of one of those situations where they're like, well, it's too late now. We can't, if, if we release this information now, people are going to be, they're not going to believe in the government. Um, which God forbid people don't believe in the government. Um, but that was how they pinned it on uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, I do have something that I wanted to share. This was actually a newscast um, uh, re regarding one of those, when they did the investigation uh, most recently, of Lee Harvey Oswald uh, being the shooter. They did a newscast about it and they were able to actually pull up a video of Lee Harvey Oswald taking credit for the JFK assassination. So what I wanna do is, I wanna see if I can share that real quick with you. What can I say? There's nothing like the rush of hunting people down and killing them. I mean, my heart's beating. My heart's beating. My hands are shaking. My hands are shaking, but I'm still shooting. I'm still getting the headshots. It's like, boom, headshot. Boom, headshot. Boom, headshots. <laughs> the boss. <laughs> this is why okay. we can't show Todd Pet's story. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something from the sixties, I don't know. Face uh yeah. my face. My face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, whoops. All right. All my all my jokes went to waste. You got credit yeah. for the jokes, so so good, good, good. 
Um, and then also uh, we do have um, some JFK shooting pictures that I wanted to share. So here's here's the breakdown of how it played out. Look at this. This is one I love. Um, you can really see him just turn into lasagna right there. Yeah. And then here's Jackie like, oh my gosh, Jack, are you okay? As if she didn't just see his face explode. No, it hasn't exploded yet. She, he got hit in the neck. Oh. That's one. Well, in the next one, when she goes back. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, and she's scooping up the, the brains. Yeah. Good luck scooping up all them brains off the back of the see, trunk. Got, he gets shot in the neck first, and that's when he grabs his neck, you can see. And then, boom, the head just... Yeah, look at her poor girl. Can you imagine having to scoop like, like what's going through her head right now? Let's let's take a real moment. What's going through her head right now, and not what's going through JFK's head right now, because that would have been a six point five millimeter. <laughs> yeah, uh, round. Well, it's it the question: How important is John F. Kennedy's brain? Remember, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, the briefly, the conspiracy yeah. about his uh, brain going missing after the autopsy. Yeah, what gives? <laughs> but why did she scoop it up like it was important to yeah, her to scoop you know, his we face, don't know. Right? yeah why are his brains so important i mean i don't know my reaction to seeing somebody's brains blown out next to me no matter who i'm gonna go well what am i gonna do with that i'm not gonna right i'm probably what can gonna you duck, do? be honest i'm probably gonna duck and start going they're shooting they're gonna kill us all yeah, instead go, of go 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 brains that just doesn't seem like a logical step to me. Like, why would you, why would you like risk your own life for somebody else's brains? Unless she knew, unless Eggs like, good you know, I, maybe she was going for his face too. I see that. I see you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe she was going for the face, right? Like she wanted to keep his face. I don't know why you'd want to keep that. People act weird in situations yeah. like that, right? Like they do weird things in in crisis moments, um, and I think her going for the brains or the face or whatever was all over the back of the car. Um, I think that, that that's probably if if I had to assume, I would just I would assume that it's because she's in grief or panicked or adrenaline is going, and she's just like I got to do something, and so she's grabbing for the brains in the face. Um, <laughs> Oh no, my your brains. Let me get your brains. Yeah, let me. You know, have you ever seen like have you ever seen a mother uh, with her child yeah. after like something terrible happens? You know, trying to like piece them together. I actually just saw a video the other day of uh, of a mother whose child. I don't know what had happened to the child. I think he was like run over by a truck or something. It was terrible. I and I hate to watch the videos of the one that involve kids, but this didn't warn me that it was a kid beforehand. But she was like trying to piece the kid back together, and there was no piecing this kid back together. Um, like when I say that, I hope it paints a very clear picture of what it looked like. Um, but she was like trying to mold this child back together and what remained of him. And there was just no doing it. So I think women, especially, I think men are quick to like, okay, well, let me, we got to move out. Let's do this. We'll deal with all this later. Let's save as many people as we can. We're very logical about it. But women have this, they have that emotional, uh, reaction where they're like, no, I can save everybody, you know, and they want to like piece JFK back together when there was just no piecing him back together. He was like a spilled pot of beans at that point, and she was trying to collect all the beans to put them back together. Um, and I think that's what happened there. 
But what you're talking about with the brain going missing, did you want to like elaborate on that a little bit more? Okay, so from my understanding during the autopsy, uh, which was really kind of like shady too, like the autopsy of of John F. Kennedy when he was you know shot, that you know they pulled his brain out and it just disappeared. It was like missing from the autopsy, and like the the reports were, and who knows what's true, right? Was that it, they were trying to keep it from getting into the Smithsonian? They're trying to avoid getting his brain put it. Which why the why would anybody do that? Like what is this? The Twilight Zone? We're gonna save the brain of John F. Kennedy and put it in the fucking Smithsonian? Like come on. Didn't that to they me save, even... They saved Hitler's penis or something. Like they save weird things from people. But That's still, you'd thought. think you'd think we'd we'd know where his brain is, right? I mean, yeah. we don't know where it's at. Yeah, well, so that begs the question, right? That's what I, I, we always have to go further into the conspiracy or the paranormal. So that begs the question of, first of all, what what do they feel is so important about his brain? Like, why did we need to know that it disappeared? And second of all, why did it disappear? Like, why did his brain just disappear during the autopsy? And like for a while, they couldn't find his brain. Like, that's bizarre. That's a bizarre thing to think about. Like. Where does your mind go when you think about that? Like just knowing that, right? The JFK's president, uh, his presidential brain just disappeared during the autopsy. What is your first go-to reaction? For me, I was like, oh, they're trying to make clones of fucking JFK. And, and see, my my immediate reaction was, oh, they're just trying to like replace it with it. Because if you look at one brain from another oh, brain, yeah. If you're just a guy, like, especially if you're just a detective, like, honestly, what detective knows one brain from another? They're going to look at it and be like, that's what a brain looks like. That's a brain. That's probably his brain that's sitting there. So if you if you steal a brain that belongs to JFK with a bullet that goes in from the front, right? Um, and you need to trade it with a brain where the bullet went through the back what are you going to do? You're going to go get a, a, a cadaver brain and you're going to mm. bring it, you're going to shoot it through the back and then you're going to just leave it where you, like like Indiana Jones, right? When he's like holding the bag and he's trying to like <laughs> replace it. <laughs> you, know, you do so that with brains. The theory is that it was part of the conspiracy. Like they had to handle the brains so that they could make it. <laughs> they had to go yeah. through that trouble to make it look like it was a coming yes. from that angle. Yes. Huh. I do believe okay. that's exactly All what right. I, mean. I guess that's a possibility. I can't rule it out. But, well, I mean, because that's the first... If I were a conspiracy theorist, and I'm not saying I am. <laughs> I'm actually probably one of the most level-headed people I know. Sure. Uh, sure. If, if I were a conspiracy theorist, my first question would be like, okay, well, where was he hit? And they say, well, he was hit in the, the body and the head. Okay, so he was shot from the back. And they'd say, well, yeah. And I'd say, okay... So he was shot in the head from the back. Yeah. So if I look at his brain, I'm going to be able to look and I'm going to see a smaller hole in the back and a bigger hole in the front where the exit wound is, right? Well, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Run back to the, to the coroner's office and trade out the brain with one that fits that narrative, right? So I think the people that planned this out if you're the shooter on the grassy knoll and you're shooting from the front, my for if I'm that guy, I'm going to say, "Hey man, make sure you trade it out with a brain that was shot from the back." You know what I mean? Like I don't want to get tied to this. 
This um, just seems like awfully convoluted. <laughs> like in the middle of it, they're like, do you have that brain ready? To I think they would. <laughs> I think, listen, you're the one who talked about the, the triangle, you know? Like they had this planned out and surely somebody <laughs> is going to say, wait a minute, how is he shot from the back, but the bullet hole is in his chest? Like that doesn't make sense. You know, how is he shot in the face? from the front but you're saying it was shot from the back that doesn't make sense and then you have then you have like all these holes poked in your story and i think the cia where they fail in being competent in preventing stuff they're super confident or competent in um creating their own narratives and creating stories to get out ahead of you um and and even the term conspiracy theory was something that was devised by uh, or conspiracy theorist was something that was advised by the CIA to discredit people who questioned the CIA. So they got out ahead of us, like anybody who might question them, rather than letting people question them and then having to deal with it reactively, they got out ahead of it and said, hey, there are going to be these nut jobs who come out and they're going to ask these totally reasonable questions about stuff that happens. And you just need to know that these guys are fucking crazy. Like, they wear tinfoil hats and they sit in their Faraday cages in their basement. And they talk on a show about Bigfoot's penis. Like, <laughs> they got out ahead of us so that they could do that. And so as soon as I'm like, wait a minute, why is there, why is the hole bigger in the back of his head, which would be the exit wound, uh, implying that it came from, you know, the grassy knoll, and you're telling me that the shot came from behind, from the book's depository building... Um, you know like as soon as I start asking logical questions that poke holes in that narrative um, th th then they're in trouble and then they have to become reactionary so by doing it this way and knowing what sort of questions are going to be asked the, and, the, and mind you these are the people who wrote the book on political assassinations they literally wrote the book on how to, com how to do these assassinations in order to get away with them uh these are the people who surely know all the questions that are going to be asked based on any given situation and based on the plans that they have in place. If for some reason Lee Harvey Oswald fucked up and didn't hit him, but the guy on the grassy knoll did, then they're already ready with a brain waiting in the wings that they can just toss into the, you know, they can just huck it into the, yeah, into the uh, coroner's office, the medical examiner's office, or even pay the medical examiner because honestly medical examiners and coroners don't get paid that well so when some you know some dude in a suit and sunglasses comes in and says hey man you know i'm from the government i need to trade these brains out here's a hundred thousand dollars uh you didn't see anything you got it you know who cares you know like i'm if you're working in a basement somewhere surrounded by dead bodies all the time, I guarantee your integrity is probably not something that you're particularly worried about. Um, <laughs> this is like attacking everybody's characters. I'm going to attack every like, profession. morticians, their pieces of shit. Lee now, Harvey I, Oswald. I never said that. It's a very difficult job. I'm saying that they're underpaid, and the fact that they sit down in a basement all the time, chances are their character is not something that they're particularly worried about you know because who cares who's ever going to know you know that guy who paid you a hundred thousand dollars to trade out a brain you know uh, and i don't know that guy so sure take it i don't care what am i going to do with it nothing really 
jerk off in it or something. You know, like, can you use a brain? That was like the old, like, 1960s fleshlight. I always wanted that to use a toy. skull for an ashtray. Like an empty skull for an ashtray. <laughs> they, use, they use JFK's brain as a sex toy. They used it as, like, <laughs> they, like, a pair of butt cheeks. They pushed it together and they fucked JFK's brain. <laughs> um, that's yeah. what happened. I'm just telling you the facts, all right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the that's, grassy knoll. That's gotta be a sex move. Who's our sex move guy? A banging oh, a brain. Be, that would be Jimmy. I don't know if he. That, James, James Pregler actually. He's in the chat. What's the sex move for uh, when you fuck JFK's brain in the in the exit <laughs> wound or the entry wound? I don't, yeah. Depending on your penis size, I suppose. Um, right. oh, but what happens? You know, you get the shards that are stuck in the brain. You don't want to mess with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you might end up slitting your dick open and. Ugh. But. It is JFK's brain, so that's got to be worth something. So the Grassy Knoll, the Warren Commission concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in 1964. Uh, the House of Representatives Select Committee on Assassinations, which is the thing that existed, uh, reinvestigated JFK's assassination as well as MLK Jr.'s and concluded that there was probably a second shooter on the Grassy Knoll. This was in 1976, uh, t- 12 years later. Um, and then, again, in another, looks like six years, The National Academy of Sciences Committee on Ballistic Acoustics found that, quote-unquote, reliable acoustic data does not support a conclusion that there was a second gunman. So, I don't know. I didn't do the... I didn't check the timelines to see who was president at the time, but it kind of sounds like there was some bipartisan stuff going on. Like, who's in charge of the... Or who's in charge of the House right now? Uh, Let's have our guys go and, and do this investigation. Oh, we have a new uh, new Congress that's the Republican majority. Let's do it again, but this time let's do it this way and and with this particular hermeneutics or whatever, um, with this in mind. And then they find a different result. And then all of a sudden the House changes over again, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to do that investigation again, just to kind of." And, and as you can see, over time they've even made it so that uh, the information that was collected on JFK was blocked away for 25 years like any of the investigators i believe this is in the 19 early 1990s they locked it away for 25 years um and i think and i hope we get to it because you know um it's 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 my somebody already mentioned it in the chat and you know i won't say who who mentioned it but there was somebody who was involved at that time who stood a great deal of um he, he had every reason to try to protect that information at that time and so it got pushed out 20 years and it just recently came up to where they were allowed to open unseal those records and unclassify those documents but at the last minute they somehow convinced trump to leave some of them locked away unfortunately so we still don't even have all the information on the jfk assassination uh, the other the other fellow that was involved, let's see here, I, I know I have a picture of him, the, uh, there's somebody called the Umbrella Man. There was this, this gentleman, people combed through all this uh, footage, and they found this Umbrella Man, uh, whose name was actually Louis Stephen Witt, and he carried a black um, umbrella with him to the uh, Dealey Plaza, and raised it in the air as Kennedy drove past. Some said that that was a signal, right? Uh, and this is the guy right here. Here's a better picture of him. Because he, he was never arrested or anything. But supposedly, he was when he was uh, investigated, he said he was just trying to heckle the president. And now get this. This is going to be a horrible excuse. And if you ever hear somebody try to use an excuse this terrible, um, <laughs> uh, 
just go ahead and write them off because they're lying. He said, because umbrellas were a sore spot for the Kennedy family due to the association with British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain, who, like JFK's father, Joseph Kennedy, supported appeasement prior to World War II. That was his excuse for raising this umbrella in such so a way. That's, That's like a... ass nine. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you just say... So if it was me, um, and say I was... Say, in fact, it was a signal, and I was signaling somebody to, hey, uh, he's passing such and such line, go ahead and shoot. Um, if I were questioned about it, I would say... And if they said, why did you have an umbrella that day? I'd say, have you ever gotten a sunburn? Like, if you bring an umbrella with you on a sunny day in Texas, if you've never experienced a sunny day in Texas, uh, you'll never understand this, but... An umbrella in a sunny day at the time that JFK was riding through there at noontime, uh, that time frame, I believe it was like two o'clock, uh, where the sun is high in the sky, having an umbrella is a is an excellent uh, investment, right? And then when he raises it, instead of saying he was heckling the president, I would have just said it was a signal of like, hey, like a wave, right? You know, because... <laughs> Instead of coming up with this very ridiculous excuse that it was a it was an insult or he was trying to heckle the president because of some association to some obscure thing from World War II, uh, making fun of JFK's dad. What a ridiculous excuse when you could have just been like, I was waving as he drove by, you fucking idiots. Like, have you ever had something in your hand and you just wave with what's in your hand or whatever? Uh, anyways, that was the Umbrella Man. That's actually the one that people talk about quite a bit. Who's another example before we get into... Uh, do you have anyone else that you wanted to mention before we get into um, the big one? Well, uh, I mean, I, I think I think it's important we talk a little bit about David Ferry. Sure, the guy that, I don't know anything about that guy, so I'm going to have to... He was involved with, um, with the Clay Shaw guy. Um, and let me pull up the Wikipedia so I can, I can brief about who he was. David William Ferre was an American pilot who was alleged alleged by New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison, which is who that who Kevin Costner plays in that movie, to have been involved in the conspiracy to assassinate President John F. Kennedy. Garrison also alleged that Ferre knew Lee Harvey Oswald. Ferre denied any involvement in the conspiracy and and said he never knew Oswald. Decades later, photos emerged establishing that Ferre had been in the same Civil Air Patrol unit as Oswald in the 1950s. But critics have ar argued. This does not prove that either Ferry or Oswald were involved in the assassination plot. Okay, so in the movie, Ferry comes clean. And he, well, he doesn't come clean. He starts insinuating all these things. And he, he tells Jim Garrison that all these things are happening because blah, 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 blah. My life's in danger. Um, this Shaw guy is like the main player. And there's all these people involved. And so as that happens, this guy dies, like randomly, like he dies. And it's because supposedly he committed suicide. Now let's see what the um, Wikipedia say. Um, on February 22nd, 1967, less than a week after the New Orleans State item broke the story of Garrison's investigation, Ferry was found dead in his apartment. Two unsigned, undated type letters were found at Ferry's apartment. The first round, the first found in a pile of papers was a screed about the justice system beginning with, to leave this life for me a sweet pro prospect. The second note was written to Al blah, 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 some Habib dude, um, Ferry's friend whom he bequeathed all his possessions. This guy was a homo, by the way. Uh, Garrison said he, I just thought we should make sure that that was known, that this is also one of them gays. 
Garrison's aide, Louis Vaughn, um, stated that fairy tale phoned him that day after story of Garrison's investigation broke and told him, you know what the news story does to me, don't you? I'm a dead man. From here on, believe me, I'm a dead man. So the guy's found in his apartment with two unsigned um, suicide notes, right? And what they find out from the autopsy was that he just had a brain aneurysm. But they also find out that it's possible that the medication he was taking, if he had overdosed on it, he would have had a brain aneurysm. So there's this weird thing that happens. The guy comes out, he's got information about the investigation that Garrison's doing, and then dies, right? Which we we all know that like when someone dies during that kind of stuff, it's a little odd. It's a little weird, let's be honest. It's for never that, normal. Yeah, it's never normal for that to just happen. And so now you're going, well, what the heck did this guy know? Because obviously he was silenced, right? As we've seen many in, you know, even the recent days, uh, Jeffrey Epstein and all those folks being silenced, right? So this guy gets killed, basically. That's what I'm guessing, is he was killed because he had information. So I think that's, I don't know, I think it says a lot about what was going on with this conspiracy with the Shah and the Cubans and this involvement with Lee Harvey Oswald, all these guys knew each other. It was found that they knew each other. So their involvement was undeniable. At the very least, maybe they didn't pull the trigger. Maybe Lee Harvey Oswald did kill. Maybe he didn't. But they were involved. That's what I know based on the information I have. So these homos, these two guys, uh, Shaw and fucking Ferry, they were key players, I think. Or I think at least... They were the ones capable of setting the plan into action, or even maybe just some fucking old CIA dudes that just happened to be off the books that could make it happen. And I guess before we jump into what we think it is or what we think happened, we should probably keep going with the information we have, because I'm so ready. I'm so ready for that. <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm excited to go. This Are is what you I ready think. to just, just say who it was? Because we, need, need, we don't have the same exact pinpointed excuse or, or explanation no. but we have yeah, similar right. ones yeah. um i do want to say there's one more that i want to get to ted cruz's dad uh <laughs> he was he was supposedly involved and uh if you recall um there was uh during the campaign in 2016 trump actually brought it up saying that um the quote this is actually uh the image that he's talking about in this quote uh, he said his father was with Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald prior to the Oswald being, you know, shot. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. What is this, right? Prior to the, his being shot, and nobody even brings it up. I mean, they don't even talk about that, that it was reported. Nobody talks about it. That was Trump's exact quote. Um, <laughs> and even even after he beat Cruz, he talks about it again, saying, all I did is point out the fact that on the cover of the National Enquirer, there's a picture of him referring to Rafael Cruz, and crazy Lee Harvey Oswald having breakfast. <laughs> it's, it's um, and I actually, I looked up the uh, image that he was talking about. Um, that That's the picture right there. As you can see, here's the National Enquirer. They were talking about Ted Cruz's father linked to the JFK assassination. Um, and you can see them right there, Rafael Cruz. Yeah, well, and, and you can... Um, if you recall at the time, I remember him be, it being brought up uh, and, and everyone being upset with Trump for linking Ted Cruz's dad to the JFK assassination. 
<laughs> and then and then Ted Cruz said he wasn't going to endorse Trump because of it or whatever. Uh, and it's so funny just because of the way you know how Trump is, especially when he's on the phone calling into all these news stations or whatever. <laughs> he always just talks. He just rambles. Uh, but that was the exact quote from him. But Rafael Cruz said, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous is what he said. I was never in New Orleans at that time. Uh, and the people who actually investigated, there were people who looked at the pictures and compared pictures and did all the forensic uh, comparisons and stuff. They said with a great deal of certainty that that is Rafael Cruz that is there with Lee Harvey Oswald handing out pro-communist pamphlets. But then as I, as I started to look more into... Um, the National Enquirer and its opinions on um, the JFK assassination. It was like every week there was a new thing about uh, proof JFK uh, was killed by this spy. J. Edgar Hoover ordered JFK murder. Uh, Hoover ordered Kennedy and uh, MLK murdered. And then uh, I killed JFK. Supposedly this guy admitted to it. Castro's deathbed confession. He said he killed JFK. Um, then we also have Oswald Oswald worked for the CIA. So, oh, and then yeah, and then and here's that main picture again. You can see Rafael Cruz right there. Um, so to say that it, it was definitely Rafael Cruz is a bit of a stretch, uh, based off it's, it, exclusively if we were basing it off of the National Enquirer and their opinion of it. The National Enquirer is like that that rag that you know talks about. Oh, Oprah had sex with the Bat Boy, and then their child was fucking uh gary Busey or whatever you know like it's it's that magazine so you can't sit there and say that it's definitive but looking at that picture you gotta and all the stuff that came from it where people did the forensic evidence investigation and they said oh that is rafael cruz and i can i can say that with a great uh almost 100 percent certainty uh there is something to be said about that whether or not he was involved in shooting kennedy i don't know i can't i'm not going to sit here and even entertain that notion uh, but yeah, we can go ahead and talk about the main one, the one that we both agree that it was, um, or at least are on the same, in the same uh, ballpark with. Did you want to go first, and then because I have a bunch of pictures for mine. What? Okay, so what we're what we're going with now, I guess, what you're saying is we're going to discuss our theories right. on what happened, what happened that day. I I can't I can't for sure tell you who the shooter was. That's all I can say to start with is I don't know who shot him. I have no idea. I I believe that the whole thing was a coup d'etat. And and it's it's interesting to me because watching the whole movie today, three hours of it, it made me realize all of the um, consistencies with the recent election theft, with our our election, our recent coup d'etat, right? Like the everything that happened, like the same stuff. You've got all these parties that like stand to gain from Trump being out of office. And you go, well, how are all of these people going to work together to get Trump out of office? And it happens, right? It happens, right? And now we go back in time to 1961. What is it, 63? 63. Yeah, 63, 1963. And we take a look at all of the people that stand to gain from Don uh, from Donald Trump, from John F. Kennedy not being in office anymore, or even better, dead. And you've got the Cubans, you've got the mafia, you've got Lyndon B. Johnson, who, dude, like, this guy was making money off of the Vietnam War. And and John F. Kennedy was trying to pull people out. He was like, we don't need to be there anymore. He had already started pulling people out. And so Lyndon B. Johnson was about to lose a lot of, like, billions of dollars, like billions of dollars of contracts by being pulled out 
of Vietnam. So that's a huge reason for the vice president to be like the guy to kind of call the shots on this. Then you've got the CIA involved and all these other people who are just spying on everybody, you know, including the president, which they've been doing forever. Like that ain't nothing new. Like this bullshit recently where they were like, oh, we're spying on, like that's not new. They've been doing that forever. J. Edgar Hoover, that was like his job was to fucking spy on everybody, right? So then you've got all these spies involved now. You've got like a, a real ass conspiracy, right? <laughs> like a real ass conspiracy with fucking Cubans and fucking mafia guidos and fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, bad guys hiding behind the chair waiting to take the chair, right? Like that whole thing right there. Like all that right there says, this was a fucking government takeover. That's what it was. It was a government takeover that needed to happen. And the only way for it to happen was to get rid of John F. Kennedy and put Lyndon B. Johnson in power. Now all these other things are happening. Fucking Lyndon B. Johnson immediately reverses like a bunch of John F. Kennedy's fucking orders, like pulling out of fucking Vietnam and like all that shit. Like, man. When I look when I look at all the facts that I have and based on the movie that I saw, my logic says that this was the first fucking coup d'etat of the American government. And and then when I realized that, I thought, holy shit, that just happened last year too. The same fucking thing. All these people involved, fucking spooks that it's their job to like rig elections. Like they go to other countries and go, how do we fix their fucking elections? How easy would it be to do it in the US? right? You've got the support of the fucking Chinese, and then you've got all these other fucking senators and governors that have stock in fucking uh, vaccination masks, and you go, how do we make this fucking thing into a media nightmare and then turn it against Trump, and then boom, we put our guy, our fucking weirdo, in office, our puppet, right? We put our puppet in office, put a fucking earpiece in his ear, and just tell him to do everything. And then boom, it happens. It Man, it just... uh watching that whole movie and like knowing what I know now, it really made me depressed about the state of affairs. Like right now, like what's going on? Like, like, holy shit, this JFK shit. Could you imagine living back then? Like, that's the stuff that we say. Like, I can't imagine what it was like going through that, but we are, dude, we fucking are going through that right now. Like something very, like not an assassination attempt because, and I made this uh, comment earlier because they knew that if they tried to assassinate the Donald, that would make him more strong. Like we would support him more. Like then make him you a get... martyr. You can't yeah, kill politicians now because it yeah. makes them a martyr. Exactly. And so instead of doing that, they just stole the election and they made all this like riots. To, tried the best they did to do this like smear campaign with riots and fucking virus problems. All these things. They go, you can't handle all these problems at once. So we'll throw them all at you. And then boom, the savior comes in, Biden. Right. Dude, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? The the one thing that I can say after all this information and learning this is do not trust the fucking government, like, at all. Like, they're, they don't have your best interest in mind at all. In fact, if anybody's interest in mind is it matters in the government, it's the fucking employees of the government, the bureaucracy. They're the ones that stand to gain from being government. And, like, dude, all this fucking unnecessary fucking uh what do you call it in incongruous and like fucking useless agencies that exist like here's a thought why is there an fbi and a cia 
what the yeah. fuck? Like, don't they both do the same goddamn thing? Like, well, why do they both? Jurisdiction, is it? Yeah, and then, yeah, jurisdiction, which is like the fucking red tape, right? Like, well, we needed something because there's a jurisdiction issue. <laughs> which, what the fuck? <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Well, you know, but, we've got yeah. the CIA, NSA, FBI, DEA, yeah. uh, and then even, with the, even with the immigration, you've got... Um, ICE, and then you've got Border Patrol, and then, well, you've got Border yeah. Patrol, you've got ICE, and then you've got Customs and Border Patrol. So that's three different agencies doing the same thing. And then, like we said, we got you got the NSA and the CIA essentially doing the exact same thing. Uh, they, they operate. NSA kind of does study more inside the United States, whereas the CIA does outside, and they deal with a lot of the, the SF-type operations of manipulating other governments and shit like that and gathering yeah. intel from outside and then the fbi investigates cross state borders crimes federal crimes so it's like if in reality you could just have the federal bureau of investigations <laughs> that's it and then, yeah. you know and then and, and then and then you would have different departments within that or even like the department of homeland security right they're the ones that kind of like supervise all of them and then you've got the attorney general who supervises all that and then uh yeah whatever it's it, like you said it's all bureaucracy it's all a bunch of chaos at, at that level um and they're all doing the same thing but it's just a pissing contest and it's just an attempt to kind of extort more money in taxes uh yeah. and even the atf is actually just the atf is just a is just an, a wing of the um the irs it's that's all it is that's why you have to like when you want to buy a gun, um, or if you want to register a gun, you have to get these. You have to get tax stamps. It's not that you're like registering a gun for this, that, or the other. You're registering it so that they can tax it. So the ATF, they that's all they do is they just insure taxes. Are nobody's evading taxes on alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. That's it. They're just a, an example of the IRS. And we recently found out that the post office even, which isn't even supposed to be a government institution, it's supposed to be privately funded, not funded by the government. Turns out they have their own law enforcement branch. So, like, every every time you think you've got, like, a grasp on who all is in the government, if you just looked at a budget report uh, when, when these omnibus bills come out, you would see how many alphabet agencies uh, are exist. And uh, J Jordan Davis, I do appreciate you giving us the edited version, the bioluminescent African-American global agents. Um, I appreciate you editing that for the sake of the chat. Um, but I I'm glad that we finally got to a point, V, where we've, we've convinced you that the government is, 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 is entirely evil and not to be trusted. I know you were kind of like, on the fence there to some degree at least you thought like there were some instances in which there was uh, a reason or rationality for the government or where you could place your trust reasonably within the government and now you're just full-blown skeptic and full-blown uh i don't trust anyone in the government <laughs> yeah so. yeah it's come of the earth dude it's actually kind of disappointing man it's like what in the fucking world did i fight for why did i go to war for this fucking country man it's just corruption that's all it is it's fucking corrupt politics fucking government like there's no perfect political system there isn't one you know if we all know that there's not a perfect political system as long as human beings are corruptible and fallible and as long as we're fallible then there's no way to create a perfect system and if that's the case then you're just going to have corruption all the time 
And I guess the only way to come up with a system is to figure out how to minimize corruption at best. But then you've got people that go into that to prevent that, and they end up being corrupted and they go, well, we'll let a little leeway here, or a little slack there, or whatever. And then next thing you know, it's just jacking off each other all day long. This big fucking circle jerk of each government official just blowing loads into each other's mouths so that they can get whatever they want. Yeah. Cause that's how it works, man. That's how it fucking works. I agree. That's exactly yeah. the sort of imagery you should have when you're when you're thinking about your uh, elected. Well, a lot of these these are these people aren't even elected officials. These are people who are hired by people who yeah. are appointed by somebody who is elected by somebody who you totally disagree with. Uh, yeah. So for which is why, like, all of a sudden, when somebody is elected president, if it's not somebody that you voted for, all of a sudden they're appointing all these judges and shit, and then you're like lose your mind. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, and then, or even when they appoint the heads of all these different departments and all of a sudden they're appointing people that you would never in a million years trust. Uh, so I will say, I agree with you that it was the government. I think that the government was, was heavily involved in this. And I think, I think entirely involved in this for the same reasons that you said, uh, I have some notes jotted down here specifically that, um, JFK hated the CIA he made it very clear that he disliked the CIA. He and LBJ had a horrible relationship. And I don't know if you know this. I think I've mentioned it before on the show. When you are uh, when you are running for president, they tell you to pick somebody who is further into whatever ideology you are. So if you're a Democrat, you want to pick a more liberal running mate. Uh, so, uh, or if you're uh, Republican, you want to pick a more conservative running mate because that way you're you can kind of play the centrist card, and you can be sort of the principal, right? He's the he's your friend. Like you go to the principal, and the principal's nice to you, and they take care of you, and they want to help you out. But then the vice principal is the total dick that like the, the, the you do not want to be involved with. That's the vice president, right? So the vice president is the one that's way more radical, and they propose certain things and then the president comes along and they're like well let's not go let's not forget about our friends on the other side of the aisle um they they do that game and that's what happened with jfk and lbj lbj total nightmare ultra liberal uh actually extremely racist guy and this is when when people start talking about the party switch you can look back at this time frame and you can be like no 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 this like if you look even even in our recent past uh, you can go ahead and dismiss that party switch argument, like just like that. Um, right. Just using LBJ, and and I know people love when I use the N word, but I'm not going to today. But LBJ said uh, when he was president, and the Republicans actually pushed the civil rights uh, laws and got them got it so that he could not veto it. He had to sign it. When he signed it, he said. If we if we do this, we'll have these N-words uh, voting Democrat for the next 200 years. Even though it was the Republicans who pushed the legislation and got it passed, LBJ, because he was a Democrat, since he signed it, black people automatically assume, oh, the Democrats are the ones who got us our right to vote. Anyways, uh, I digress. Um, they did not have a good working relationship. And so LBJ was doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, and this, that involved the CIA. 
JFK did not care for that. So he and Bobby Kennedy were actually working to kind of like dismantle the CIA and take away a great deal of authority from the CIA. And at one point, JFK actually moved to put the CIA under close supervision of Bobby Kennedy, who was the attorney general at the time, and basically the vice president to JFK. He treated Bobby Kennedy as his vice president. Uh, now, according to biographer Philip Shannon, apparently Bobby Kennedy's first suspicion that it was some rogue element in the CIA, uh, that was his first suspicion. However, after he met with the CIA director, suddenly he changed his mind. Not suspicious at all, right? Yeah. Um, the CIA leaders, they were all very upset with Kennedy over the botched uh, Bay of Pigs incident, which, real quick touch on the Bay of Pigs, that was something that was already in the works before JFK came along, but JFK happened to be president when they went to go ahead and do the operation where they were going to go and, and take over Cuba. They were going to have all these exiled Cubans go and fight and take back the island, take back the nation from Castro. Uh, but he fucked up. Like, he fucked it up big time. And he, he was, like, very upset that he fucked it up because he got cold feet and he said, like... Um, he decided to scale back the attack with the planes and then the second attack the second wave he said all right you can do it but it has to be you have one hour from six to seven you can send in these planes so they coordinated everything but he was referring to eastern time so he told his people eastern time and then the people out of guadalajara um they were out of central time or mountain time or whatever it was and so they got they never even met up so they ended up getting slaughtered like everyone ended up getting slaughtered so jfk spent the rest of like that period he was very upset so like he would just like erupt into sobbing uh because he just totally botched it and he got a lot of people killed and actually a lot of the people who were uh involved in the actual attack on the ground all the exiled people in cuba they all ended up getting killed it was a very like tragic situation and jfk took he took it uh, took it very deeply to heart. And there, this is actually a quote that I heard today that I really liked. Um, uh, success will always, or success always has a hundred fathers, but failures are an orphan. So when something goes well, everybody wants to take credit for it. But when something goes bad, nobody wants to take credit for it. So and that's kind of what happened. JFK took the full brunt of it. And he actually ended up doing better in the polls uh, because people saw that and they saw his humanity and they were like well at least he's trying to stop communism so he actually went up in the polls believe it or not but anyways the cia was furious about that whole situation because they looked like a bunch of assholes too and then they like screwed up that whole mission um and william greer the driver of the car he turned when when the actual assassination happened they say that he turned around and shot jfk because of this blurry uh zapruder film this is the zapruder is a family that took the it was videotaping it or whatever and uh they they took a it was just a shitty copy and in that copy you can kind of see him turn around and it looks like he shoots jfk and he was one of these spooks so uh there was a lot involved in all that where you could say reasonably that the cia or the government in general is actually um they they certainly had motive now my where i differ from you is i have a specific shooter on the grassy knoll and unfortunately a lot of you assholes in the chat already gave it away <laughs> it was, i personally think george herbert walker bush was the shooter on the grassy knoll 
uh, our former H. president. W. Yeah, H.W. I think Herbert Walker was the trigger man on the Grassy Knoll. Uh, and here's why. And a lot of people gave it away in the chat earlier. Um, let me actually, I do have some pictures here uh, that are worth sharing that will help solidify my argument. Here we go. Um, so here's George Herbert Walker Bush just standing in some place. I don't know where he was standing, but he just happens to be standing there. Um, whatever building that is, I can't tell you. I have no idea. Uh, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a theory that he was working, and though he'll deny it to, well, he's dead now, uh, but I'm, he denied it to his dying day. There's there's theories and there's enough evidence that he was working for the CIA as early as 1961. He was recruited during his college days, during which time he was part of the Skull and Bones Society and actually part of the like initial class, right? Uh, claims to have been working for an offshore oil company at the time. And all biographies about him are very sketchy and vague about this point in his life. Uh, and this, I actually found, um, somebody said it in the chat earlier, too, that when he was asked where he was on that day, everybody knew, right? Everybody knew where they were on the day that JFK was killed, If you assuming you were alive at that time. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I know a guy who I, I respect a great deal, despite the fact that he's a Democrat, like an ultra-liberal Democrat. Respect him a great deal. But he said on the day, he was young, I, I think probably like a tween or a teen or whatever. Um, he said on the day that JFK was assassinated, when he saw the footage, he went to his room and cried and could not stop crying. Like, it just crushed him so deeply. And that seems to be the sentiment of everybody at the time. Like, they were even... Democrat, Republican, it was just like this huge blow uh, that nobody expected. I mean, they witnessed it live and in real time, and it was a big deal. J Herbert Walker didn't remember where he was that day, right? <laughs> but there's evidence that he was in Dallas on that day. He will deny it, though, or he would deny it. He denied it until he died. Uh, here's an interesting thing, too. I found a website that actually found all these interesting, like, little connections uh, to Herbert Walker and uh, the possibility of him being in the CIA at the time. Actually, here you can see him on the morning of uh, what just uh, JFK coming through town. He's the guy on the left, the fellow there um, kind of staring off to the side. You can see here's a comparison of the two roughly around the same time. Um, he had moved to Houston. So listen to this. Here's, you're going to hear some key words that kind of go together. He had moved to Houston at the time with his wife, Barbara, and named his company Zapata. Um, this is his offshore oil company. The Bay of Pigs operation was called Operation Zapata, and the two ships used for that operation were called Houston and Barbara. Now, this is all during... Uh, this. This all happened to be the case at the time that the invasion was being planned. Probably just a coincidence, though. Um, now, a document that slipped out during uh, in the 1977 and 78 release of the documents um, regarding the JFK uh, assassination, there was, a, there was a memo that was passed along to a, and here's a quote from the document, it, a memo was passed along to a George Bush of the Central Intelligence Agency uh, the day after the assassination. 
Herbert Walker denied working for the CIA, and the CIA actually went against their own policy of neither confirming nor denying employment and said it was a different George Bush. And when the press found the other George Bush who happened to work at the CIA at that time, uh, that George Bush said, well, I was never involved in that project or any of that type of work, so that wasn't me that they were talking about in the document. I don't know who it was. Oh. Like, this dude was... Oh. So the CIA didn't even reach out to this other George Bush and say, hey, the press might be coming to you. We need you to cover down or just deny it or whatever. You know, yeah. or, you know, just deny that your name is even George Bush or whatever. Do, do something. Do, do some CIA shit, right? Someone says, was that you? And you go, no, nah, that ain't me. No. Yeah, and that was uh, like, but this dude was like, he was probably like an accountant or something for the CIA because he denied, he denied even working in that line of work. He wasn't like a field agent or anything or in operations. Uh, more evidence came out about Her Herbert Walker tying him to the George Bush and the documents. Like his physical address, when they found the documents, they were able. They were like, here's the address of the George Bush that we handed the memo to. And it was George Herbert Walker Bush's address, his physical address at the time. Uh, so, And then he continued to deny it, right? So in, in 1976, Herbert Walker was picked to be the director of the CIA for whatever reason, because he was picked to be the director of the CIA, having never worked for the CIA or being involved in the CIA ever, uh, and actually went before the the panel of senators who like voted on this sort of thing. And he said that he never worked for the CIA. Didn't have an excuse as to why they were appointing him the deputy, or I'm sorry, the director of the CIA with no CIA experience, whatever. Uh, Herbert Walker was supposedly high enough in the CIA. This is this is my favorite. I wrote this one out to be a joke, so bear with me. It's a long one. Uh, Herbert Walker was supposedly high enough in the CIA to be part of the Bay of Pigs invasion, high enough to name the ships that were involved in the invasion, high enough to name the operation itself, high enough to receive the intel in memo format in classified documents, the CIA was unhappy with JFK and how the invasion played out. Herbert Walker was in Dallas on 11-22-63. Ipso fucking facto, Herbert Walker was the trigger man on the grassy knoll who killed JFK. And I challenge anyone to try to prove me wrong. You know what, dude? My mind is fucking blown. I'll tell you what, when you were coming at me with this theory... I was expecting, like, I kind of had a feeling you were going to accuse a president, but I did not think it would be Herbert Walker. But I was expecting you to be like, it was Lyndon B. Johnson. He was the one on the ground. <laughs> I thought you were going to come out of left field with some shit. But you came at me with some, like, legit information that I can't dispute at all. Nor could George Bush himself dispute, to be honest. That's kind of mind-blowing. I, I had no other shooter. My, and I'm always going to stick with, like, and this is my stance, and I don't care how unpopular it is, I don't think Lee R.V. Oswald shot anything. I don't think he shot the gun. There was information that I read about when they found him in that building. He was, like, three flights down, downstairs, from where the shot came from, which means, the, and they explained it, like, he would have had to fire three shots in succession in six seconds with a bolt action rifle then run down two blocks and like to some other place where he had been seen and then run back to the building and be in the building on three floors below within like 10 minutes which was like an impossible feat 
So I don't know, man. There's too much inc incongruity with the Lee Harvey Oswald stuff. I believe he was a patsy. I'll agree with that. I'll agree yeah, that I'll maybe agree he was there too. I'll agree that maybe he was just dumb and he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. But I don't think that he shot anything. I don't think he shot a rifle. I don't think uh, I don't think he was dumb enough to leave a rifle there, his own rifle with his own fingerprints. I don't think anybody concocting an assassination attempt is dumb enough to go, let me leave my rifle with my fingerprints on it where the gun was shot. Like that to me is like stupid. That's to me, that looks, that reeks of cover up. That reeks of someone going, let's get his fingerprints on this rifle from the cadaver of his dead body that was just capped by some fucking mobster and we can plant, which supposedly happened. Like supposedly there were bullets planted at fucking JFK's autopsy. Like there's all this weird shit that makes you go, what the fuck? Which I guess makes this conspiracy the most interesting one because there's so many angles that you can go, what the fuck really happened here? And we can't even really say. Like we can, we can say, well, here's what we think happened based on the information that we have, even blaming the presidents. <laughs> Which I'm with you. Like, I'll blame a president all day long, you know, but uh, we can't really say for sure. And, and the crazy part of it is that information is still not accessible to us for who knows how long. The last I saw, it was like 2039 or some shit, which is like before our singularity. So who's going to even give a shit anyways? Yeah, at that point, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Uh, Jordan Davis. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was uh, James Pregler. Uh <clears throat> Oh, somebody just subscribed, and the thing actually worked. Like, when somebody subscribes, it actually pops down. Um, so, wow. James Pregler, <laughs> wow. I had set that up, and we've never had somebody subscribe mid-show. This is like a you had me at Bigfoot first. I set that up, like, yeah. back when we started doing this with the live stream. Wow. Uh, so, thank you for subscribing, whoever. It came down and left too fast, but thank you for subscribing, whoever you were. Um, but James Pregler said that the letter that was handed out to the Bushes, it was handed out to everybody at Bush's funeral, was that uh, Trump knew that they were all involved in, um, in, in that Herbert Walker was the shooter, which is classic Trump, too. Right. Like he would go yeah. to like he would not attend the funeral, but he would he would send a letter to that to be handed out to the fucking the patrons yeah. of the. Of the yeah. Now, we're it's out of time. Classic, yeah. But I, I do want to say this. I had this printed out. This is actually a document that came from the dump. Uh, and it, you can look it up. Ex-CIA agent claims he bought rifles for Kennedy killing by Dan Cox. Uh, there, was a, there was a gentleman who actually created four rifles that were the same as a rifle that they knew that Lee Harvey Oswald owned. And they made four of them and they were given out but they were also made specifically to where they could be broken down quickly and stashed and concealed away so these were like specially made ones so that if somebody examined the the ballistics they could say well that was exactly the rifle that we know lee harvey oswald had that hit him and somebody even in the chat earlier said there, there's another theory that there were eight or nine shooters which i don't discount that either i think the more the merrier in that sort of situation where if herbert walker wanted to kill jfk for fucking up the bay, bay of pigs situation he's gonna need as many bodies there as possible that he could be like what are you talking about i first of all i wasn't even there second of all you have no idea where the damn bullet even came from like once you figure that out then we can move from there but let's like 
you're you're talking about me. I wasn't even there. I'm not CIA. I've never been CIA. Like, there's so much plausible deniability the more bodies you have on the ground. And whoever just happens to be the one that they snatch, the one that they happen to recognize who's there or whatever, whatever. It might have been the mafia there. It might have been every single theory that we've ever heard about JFK's assassination may be true. And we just know about certain ones because those are the ones that people recorded at the time and happened to catch. And then there's like some dudes who were in these other buildings who also shot, who just totally got away scot-free. And they're like, uh, kind of like when they do a shooting, um, uh, what the hell is it called? The, the firing squad, where everybody shoots, but only one of them has the bullet, right? So nobody knows. And if you shoot, everyone aims for the heart to kill this guy, but you can always just be like, well, it wasn't me. I probably had the blank. So you don't actually have to feel the weight of that death on you. Um, it was probably the same thing. Like, everybody shoots at the same time. And then you can be like, it might have been me. It might not have been me who killed him. And then two of them just so happened exactly. to hit him. <laughs> yeah. That's so. an interesting tactic, though. Like, I, I I, think you make a good point. That's a good That's a good point. Because those, uh, those whoever other shooters were involved, you know, and somebody even just made a good... Uh, uh, comment in the chat backing my my argument. I think James Pregler, uh, he says, I think Oswald was brought in as a fall guy. Oswald thought he was brought in to prevent the shooting, but ended up being the fall guy. See, that to me kind of goes along with what I'm thinking. Like, maybe he didn't know what he was... Like, when you're a yes... Like, okay, when you're in the military, at the very least, you just follow orders. That's what you do. And right. until there's a point... And unless you're a guy like me and that goes... Well, hang on a second. <laughs> Who's questioning everything? You're and if you're a soldier, a real one, you don't question orders, you just go, right? And so then you have Lee Harvey Oswald who like somehow gets involved with being a spook, like out of nowhere, right? Like boom, just becomes a spook. Dude's shitty in the Marines, wasn't even that good of a shot, they claim. They claim he wasn't even that good of a shot, right. which is like a huge from from the point where he could have shot supposedly JFK, he had to have been a fucking Hawkeye to be able to shoot that well. They tried to replicate it and nobody could, which means that this buster-ass, weak-ass, fucking poo-butt-ass, fucking... Yeah, his <laughs> fucking shot made it out of better than all these other fucking experts? I don't know. That's a stretch to me. But, um, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think we covered a lot today. I know there was a lot more that we, we wanted to cover. Oh, there were even some so things much. that I was like, man, we didn't get to that. But I mean, good episode today. Five Bigfoots, man. All so the way. There's definitely something shady about this JFK thing. Did you yeah. want to shill anything before we close out? Cause I know, you know, I oh, know yeah. everybody's trying yeah. to. Yeah, sure. Um, don't forget to follow us on, on the Twitters and on my LinkedIn. If you have uh, looking for work, I'm always looking for artists. Um, hit me up. Don't forget to send me and Tom messages or, or uh, tag us in photos or memes or whatever. Get on our Discord, chat with us. We're always in there bullshitting and having a good time. Some of the memes, man, I, I love that meme channel, the haunted memes. I, I just love it so much because sometimes I'll have like a long day or something of being a lazy ass. And then I'll go into the haunted memes and there's just like tons of great memes in there. 
So everybody just contributes and it's great. I really enjoy that. Um, I'm Don't forget also, I'm doing a contest for the 700 subscriber. Whoever takes a screenshot of the 700 subscriber, maybe it'll be the 700 subscriber that gets lucky. Um, send me a screenshot of that to my uh, DM on Twitter and I will buy you a shower curtain. Uh, interestingly, somebody, I don't know who it was, somebody out of the blue sent me a message uh, trying to get me to send them a shirt for us being at 666. And I caved and I sent them a shirt. They actually wanted a, the J-Rab shirt. So I caved and I sent it to them. I don't know if you're in the chat. Um, that doesn't work anymore, okay? You can't just send me a 666 uh, subscribers and expect to get a shirt. This guy got lucky and, you know, good on him. But uh, 700 and you'll get the shower curtain. Um, we love you guys as always. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for showing up. Um, really appreciate the support. And... Um, I don't know. What else? Suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> no, no. We put in... Listen, listen. I don't ever beg. I don't ever... I try not to beg. I sometimes beg. We put in a lot of effort on this episode, all right? And I don't mean to toot our own horn, but I'm gonna... Toot, toot. We put in a lot of work on... The, we even got V to do uh, a bunch of research. He put in He put in probably more research than I did on this one. Um, and we'd been we've been wanting to make sure that we closed out this M Files episode or this M Files series uh, on a on a strong episode. And like I said, we put in. I spent all day today putting together notes and pictures, and we didn't even get to half of it. Uh, <laughs> so if you had fun today, if you enjoyed this episode today, if you've enjoyed any episodes in the past, um, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna have my hat in my hand. Uh, if you had fun on this episode or you've had fun in the past, hop on that Redbubble, buy some kind of merch. I'm not saying you have to buy a shirt. Certainly not saying you have to buy a shower curtain. But if you could get on there, it, it definitely helps. Uh, it funds the website. It funds a lot of the operations, a lot of the shit that we do. We'll do this for free. We're happy to. But when you buy our merch, it really like it warms our heart and it makes us happy and you know it gets you out there. We got two new M Files shirts out there. We got the M Files logo. We got the M Files. Um, <laughs> you'll be sorry or what? What does it say? I want to yeah. be sorry. <laughs> we got that one. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're we we're trying to come up with more merch, more designs and shit for you guys. So if, if you if you like the show and you want us to keep doing this, buy something. You know, buy a sticker, buy some whatever you want to buy. Just throw some money into it, and you know, give give us those warm and fuzzies, and keep us uh, motivated to keep doing this show and shit. Uh, next week we've got um, we're gonna. I, I want to say that we're gonna be here next week. Um, we're gonna decide within the next probably twenty four forty eight hours whether or not we'll be able to. It's the end of the semester for me in school, uh, but we do have our next episode already lined up. We've already got it figured out, and it's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, like V said, hop on the Discord. If you hop on Twitter, you can find it on there in the bio. It'll show you the Discord link. It's a free invite. It's a it's a totally a public thing. All you have to do is click on it and hop in the Discord. Love to have you. Try to keep it hate free in the Discord. Uh, we don't have any rules in there or any kind of rules channel or whatever to tell you what all fucking rules you have to follow. But try to keep it hate free in there. Um, other than that, thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, bearing with us. For I know we're a little bit over, but thanks for bearing with us. A lot of information, and uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you next time. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Are you interested in advertising on You Had Me at Bigfoot? Oh, hell!
reach out to us at contact at you have me at bigfoot.com.